Clinton Yates, very funny running into you here. And I say here, I don't know exactly where you are. I hear a lot of noises behind you. What's going on? Where I am is I'm sitting in a large hallway, which is effectively the equivalent of off-Broadway radio row here in Nashville at the winter meetings for Major League Baseball at the Gaylord National Resort and Hotel, which, quite frankly, Izzy, has a lovely holiday and very slurpy decor <laughs> that a lot of people are enjoying who are not here for baseball as well. All right, so real-life reporting <laughs> here on The Daily. You traveled to Nashville for baseball's winter meetings, which... Clinton, it's always been something that's been in my life, the winter meetings. I hear about it all the time, but I've never really had a good grasp of what actually happens there. But how would you describe the vibes of it this year? The vibes this year are very frustrating. The biggest free agent on the Major League Baseball market, Shohei Otani, international superstar is a nowhere to be found physically which is not a big surprise but b there is no news to be reported remotely either very disappointing to a lot of people also has really created a bit of a backlog in terms of other things that might be going on in the league basically kind of a dud yeah that's interesting because we heard going in that this was going to be the anti-lebron james decision it would be very hush hush and Shohei Otani doesn't want anybody discussing his free agent negotiations. But apparently he didn't really think this through on what the implications might be. You know, when people throw back to LeBron and the decision, there is a understood assumption that everybody hated that and it was a bad idea. That was the belief then, but I never believed that then. And so when the choice was to try to move away from that, that felt like a mistake to begin with. If the biggest, best player in the league can't find a way to get to the stage and nobody knows even what the sound of their voice sounds like for the most part, that strikes me as an issue. So what was the mistake? To me, it was the whole idea of privacy versus secrecy being somewhat overplayed. Bunches of columns have been written from people this week who just plain wanted to see something more. The idea that you didn't want it out, the idea that nobody could know what was happening. Well, okay, we get it. But at the same time, come on, man. It's literally the big leagues. As a result, the guy who is a global superstar in Major League Baseball's biggest marketing chip is effectively a ghost. And you've got to wonder, what does that mean for the league, never mind what team he lands on for the rest of his career? Wednesday night, we finally got some interesting news out of baseball's winter meetings, as the Yankees acquired slugger Juan Soto in a trade with the Padres. But the storyline that generated the most excitement at the start of the week turned sour by week's end, as the biggest free agent in years, Shohei Otani, managed to keep the rumor mill to a minimum, frustrating the entirety of the baseball industrial complex. So today, Clinton Yates explains why Otani and his reps have enforced this unprecedented cone of silence and why the secrecy is a problem for the sport. I'm Israel Gutierrez. It's Friday, December 8th. This is ESPN Daily. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you people wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. 
Whether you're shopping for your sister's first one or for your fashionista mom who likes to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate with them both. You can shop by price anywhere from 25 bucks and under to, say, 100 bucks and below. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything or even pre-wrapped gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats Headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So, what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Clayton, I know last week here on ESPN Daily, you and Jeff Passan did a preview of baseball's winter meetings, but you spent the week actually attending the event yourself. Not the first time you've done so. This whole thing wrapping up on Thursday, we're catching you on the tail end of it all here. But baseball's pretty unique from other sports leagues in that they have these meetings and they have this particular event. Talk to me about the basics. Why does baseball do this? What's the purpose of the winter meetings? Baseball as an organizational sport has so many different levels and so many different teams and so many different things that happen that in order to be even remotely efficient in player dealings, anything of that sort, well, it's easier to bring everybody in one place. So after the World Series ends, they take a little time and everybody gathers in one specific unit in order to discuss the dealings. So you'll have GMs, you'll occasionally have players, Every manager in the big leagues makes it here in order to show themselves to all of the national media and local media as well. It's basically where you gather if you're somebody in baseball or you're somebody that wants to get something done in the sport overall. It feels like a group phone call. but They just bring everybody together in one place and it actually makes it a lot easier for the reporting as well, no? There is an element of this is a meeting that could have been an email, but <laughs> not really because part of what the purpose is, is the fellowship and getting to know guys. And that's how different deals get made, quite frankly, in baseball. It is the most who you know sport I've ever been a part of or covered transactionally. And that's a large part of what goes on at the winter meetings. You see your guy you knew from there, your guy from double A that you might've played with, the other dude that coached you back when you were in college. And then the guy that he knows that he wants to introduce you to who's a scout or whatever. That's the kind of networking and interconnectivity that the winter meetings provides that makes it opportunistic and viable for a lot of people to show up here, even if they don't have any real purpose beyond just seeing people that they might know. Yeah, I've always envisioned Clinton just a large hotel lobby with a bunch of baseball executives just talking. So what actually happens here? Are there interview rooms with free agents? Do you just find time to discuss matters with potential free agents or other GMs? How does it all work out? You're not far off, Izzy. It is a lot of guys standing around in vests with coffees and cell phones out, basically looking at who's talking to whom and who's doing what. But yes, the duck off, the move into a side room, the deals over dinner. That's a big part of what happens here. And so, no, there's not like some official signing room where you say, okay, now I'm going to sign my free agent, come in here. You could do that. That's what the media room is for. And that's where they have announcements for things like the hall of fame or whatever other awards that they want to highlight. But yes, it is basically what you think. You remember going to a party? Yeah. Well, if you want to hook up with somebody, you got to find some place to do it. And it's that kind of a thing when it comes down to how different people interact. 
All right. Well, a lot of people, like we mentioned, want to know about Shohei Otani and where his destination is going to be this upcoming season. Our own Buster only wrote this week, Clinton, that, quote, the way this historic free agency has played out is unnecessarily joyless and completely antithetical to the way Otani competes, the way he loves his craft. So, Clinton, explain to me how this has happened as everybody's just basically doing as Shohei wants and keeping quiet. Oh, all right. Let me take a deep breath. Sit down around the fire, kiddos. What Buster is getting at here is a feeling of, wait a second, if this guy's the biggest star in Major League Baseball and the biggest teams in the league, Yankees, Mets, Dodgers, Halos, Cubs, are at the forefront, let's just say the Blue Jays as well, are at the forefront of the discussion of where he's going to pick. Why are we not seeing more about it? Why aren't we hearing more about it? What is the harm in that in total? We all understand that he's a private guy, but let's be real here. The reason why the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim are able to pay so many guys so much money is because their local media rights deal pays them so much money. Mm. So to turn around and say he doesn't owe the media anything is a little bit disingenuous and the logic is a little bit flawed. Now, of course, it's not to say that he needs to be out there doing commercials for every single thing, smiling and kissing babies. But there's the feeling of we really could have had some fun with this and learned a lot about the player and frankly learned a lot about some of these teams in terms of what their priorities are and what they're going to do. But alas, we've got none of that. People are chasing ghosts. People are doing things like tracking planes all over the country like these are college football coaches. Hmm. It all feels very murky and very distant. And I don't just say that as a journalist who's sort of bitter about access journalism. That's not what this is at all. I say this as a fan of baseball. I would have liked a little bit more fanfare around this in regards to specific ideas of what teams wanted to present to try to get the biggest player in the game to their team. Well, Clinton, let me ask you this, because are the details of the negotiations necessary to discuss this? Because if he wants to be private about that portion of it, the negotiations, can't we still just talk about it? You mentioned all those teams that are reportedly involved. We can have this discussion, can't we, without him actually providing any of these details? That's where this gets much hairier, and the reasons are twofold. The number one reason has to do with Otani himself. At the end of last season, he injured himself messed up his arm, UCL tear, which means that there is a second Tommy John surgery on board. Before this season started, around the All-Star break all the way through until the injury, people were up in the 600 million number. People were asking all sorts of questions about the records he was going to break as a pitcher. But after the injury, that changes things. And if you look at the history of pitchers after undergoing two Tommy John surgeries, Guys don't get back to the same level. It is very rare that they are able to get back to what they had stuff-wise for the same period of time, if not at all, in their careers. So that is number one. Number two, Otani is represented by a guy named Nez Bolello. He was a former prospect for the Mariners. Early round pick was expected to be quite the player, expected to be a big leaguer himself. Got injured, never made it. Now he's on the agent side and operates in a similar manner to a guy like a Scott Boris, hmm. where power and control are vital to his messaging. Everything about this has his stamp on it, for better or for worse. And so there's part of this that is, of course, Otani 
being a young man, being a private dude who doesn't necessarily want everything out there, including the name of his dog that he had on TV when he was named MVP. We don't even know that. (laughs) But there's also part of his representation that is running a lot of the show here. So for those who sort of are trying to understand why all of this is so complicated and where all these pieces fit together, some might say that Nez's goals are not the same as not just Shohei Otani's goals, but Hmm. the goals of Major League Baseball and the goals of the fans. And that's fair. That's called the game. So while some people thought maybe it was a novel concept for Shohei to request privacy, it sounds like you're saying it's something as simple as, hey, this is a classic leverage ploy. Yes. Specifically with Otani, there is a leverage ploy. If the Cubs don't know that the Dodgers have offered a certain amount of money, when you're negotiating, for lack of a better term, I'm not saying you can lie, but you can obscure it and basically operate as if you are the only ones in that scenario without the benefit of other teams having an idea of what they have to bid. But the health matter, I think, is important here because different teams are probably going to judge this different ways. If you ask me right now what I think he's going to be for the rest of his career, it's going to be a DH and maybe a closer. That's a very different player than what people thought that they were going to be paying for, let's just say, a year ago. And so different teams are going to analyze that in different ways. And if it gets out that one team has doubts, that doesn't help the Otani camp. And I'm not saying I know that. I'm not saying that that's true. I'm just saying that that is the theory that goes into why you want to keep teams secret from one another regarding that. Well, you mentioned what the Dodgers said. It's quite possible that they've said too much in regard to Shohei Otani. We know this because Dave Roberts, a Dodgers manager, was asked about Otani during his media session on Tuesday. What did he say? Did he give away too much? What Dave said was the most simple, obvious, and clear thing you could say, which is, yes, we're interested in Shohei Otani. Yes, we've talked to him. And then he added some extra sauce. He said, when... And he said what they did. Are you able to say if you met with Shohei? Am I able to say that? Yeah. Um, it's a good possibility. Yeah. I, I think that, um, uh, yeah, we met with him. You know, I don't want to, I'd like to be honest. And, and so uh, we, we, we met with Shohei and uh, we talked and um, I think it went well. Dave, uh, where did you meet? We met in Los Angeles at Dodger Stadium. Uh, a couple days ago. What was the uh, the pitch things that you guys emphasized? I don't know if it was more of a pitch. I, I think it was more of just sort of um, getting uh, familiar, more familiar with him. He had questions for us, uh, just trying to get more of the landscape. That part is what really surprised people. Any sort of indication of what the nature of the interaction was felt like a violation of what our Jeff Passan reported as the secrecy vow that was ordered to all of these teams. Dave, God bless him, made a lot of friends in the media and made a lot of friends in baseball by simply being real about what was going on because personal opinion There's no need for all of this. Dave kind of indicated as much, but I will tell you as well, when the other Dodgers executives had their rounds of interviews afterwards, you could tell that they were sort of like, well, here we go. Guess we're going to be the ones in the spotlight. And you know what? Good for the Dodgers standing up for who they are and basically saying we're negotiating with a guy who's really good. You know why we're not afraid to talk about it? Because we're a big league franchise. Simple as that. 
the question becomes, is this going to take the Dodgers out of the race for Otani, period? And the thought being that there's some sort of a loyalty test involved with whatever that secrecy vow was. There's some sort of an indication of trust that needs to be established that perhaps wasn't there. Listen, if a player isn't signing or isn't taking the most money available for the best team available because a manager mentioned that you made a tour of their ballpark, you've got different issues. But yeah, I think Dave basically said, we're the Los Angeles Dodgers. We do not need to be operating in the shadows per se. We can still respect the process and still be honest to everybody about how it goes on. So there was no scolding from his GM. The Dodgers aren't aren't saying to themselves, if we miss out on Shohei, it's because of Dave Roberts' mouth. That hasn't been explicitly said, but Jorge Castillo, my friend from the LA Times, he wrote a great column saying, it kind of seems like there's a disconnect because the things coming out of Dave Roberts' mouth are not the same thing coming out of the mouths of Andrew Friedman and everybody else in the Dodgers' front office. And that in itself is kind of an internal squabble that is, in fact, completely separate from Shohei Otani for that team, but is manifesting itself on a very public stage right now. And, you know, that is the drama of the winter meetings that we're used to. Coming up, taking stock of a missed opportunity for baseball and for Otani. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom, Añejo Tequila came in with the smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky. 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. So he's met with the Dodgers. That much we know, even though we're not supposed to. Do we know who else he's met with, or are you part of the secrecy bond? I'm not part of the secrecy bond. I have heard about things regarding the Toronto Blue Jays. I have heard about things regarding other teams. But look, my overall thought on this is, yes, this is a major mistake and a major fumble for everybody because the teams have compromised themselves in ways that I'm not sure I've seen in a long, long time. The last really big free agency window I can think of involved Bryce Harper, Matty Machado as well a little bit, but it all just kind of feels like teams 
feel hamstrung by this entire process and nobody can really figure out why we're hearing all sorts of stuff. He might make a decision by the end of the weekend, which kind of sounds like me in high school. I might decide to get around to reading that and doing the homework by the end of the weekend. I might not, (laughs) you know, you never really know. And so again, we're all in a holding pattern here in Nashville. Clint, I don't think you're done knocking on all the doors at that beautiful hotel you're staying at, but do you know (laughs) if any of this is actually happening at the winter meetings? Is Otani or his team Are they there at all having these discussions? No, and that's a larger part of this as well. Baseball has an issue with what these winter meetings even mean from a production standpoint. A lot of people who are fans of sports, but not primarily fans of baseball, I think kind of look at this and say, what's the point of that? What are we doing? Nobody's even there anymore. The biggest thing we get is a Hall of Fame announcement from Jim Leland, God bless him. But if that's the big signing out of winter meetings, Maybe it's time to reconfigure what's actually happening there. But no, he's not here. I haven't seen anything of him. I haven't heard anything of him. And I do not expect that to be the case until I'm gone. Okay, I guess the idea of Shohei Otani being a different type of personality shouldn't be that shocking because he is such a different type of athlete. He's just a different type of human being. But do you think this is a fair request from him? That's where this becomes extremely difficult because there is a, quite frankly, very sensitive cultural element to this that I think is very difficult for a lot of people to navigate. He's Japanese. Hmm. As far as we know, he doesn't do a whole lot of English things. I can remember one commercial of his where he says two words in English, and that's from New Balance. There is a belief that stepping on a guy's toes over privacy is as much of an offensive thing to do in terms of brutish Americans in a very crude manner as it is a baseball thing. So it's fair because I do think that a lot of this can be very intimidating for a person who either A, doesn't like it or B, isn't used to it. But that's where this gets difficult for me. He is used to it. And if you don't like it to a certain extent, that's what the money's for. Mm -hmm. And that's a very cold-blooded way to look at it. But I'll tell you this story. When I was in Denver for the All-Star game a couple of years back, Shohei Otani was faced off in the first round against Juan Soto of the Home Run Derby. He got eliminated by Juan Soto in that first round. Maybe half the crowd left, like left their seats and exited the building from the Home Run Derby because Shohei Otani wasn't in it anymore. He moves the needle big time. Hmm. The question is whether or not that is a responsibility he wants to be able to tackle beyond him just being the star that he is elsewhere on the globe too. It's an issue we've seen in Major League Baseball. It's an issue we've seen on the very team he played on in Mike Trout, a guy that just didn't particularly care about being the star or the face of anything, even though it was coming to him by default anyway. I'm in agreement that I want to know more about Shohei Otani. I guess my question here, Clinton, is Why now? Why during these negotiation periods is it that we want in on Shohei Otani? What kind of opportunities are we missing out on here? Well, I think this is the fun part. I mean, like I said before, the man is 30 years old now. It would be interesting to know what actually matters to him. Not in terms of like every specific detail of how he's going to run his throwing program or every specific thing of how he's going to rehab. I don't need to know that, but it'd be fun to know, hey, yeah, what do you like? What kind of food do you like? (laughs) What kind of climate do you want to be in? You know, what kind of activities are you going to engage in when you're not in sports? I mean, I'm not saying that that's the kind of thing that he's got to fill out a personality test like he's on a dating website, but this is why going in front of the cameras and talking to people humanizes you a little bit. And I know that we talk about Shohei like he's a robot. That's kind of the whole bit. But if I'm a team in Major League Baseball, 
I'm selling his likeness against ad sales, deals, tickets. I kind of want to get a pretty good idea of who the guy is, too, to see if my fan base is going to like him. Mm. Never mind what production he's going to be able to bring to the table and attention to my baseball team. So, you know, I think this is all reasonably fair play. It's just a little bit unfortunate that it's been on such a big stage. But, yeah, the reason why it matters is because this is the winter meetings, and this is when the people that sit around and talk about this stuff sit around and talk about it. It's just the nature of the beast. Well, there are certain fan bases that should be intrigued here, right? Will Shohei Otani come to my team? But I'm curious, does it matter to them when they hear this information, whether they get it during these winter meetings? I don't think so. And I'm using the Dodgers fan base as an example because Dave Roberts, their manager, is the only one who spoke up. A lot of Dodgers fans are ticked off that he potentially violated whatever agreement was there. Hmm. I don't think fans care about this whatsoever. It's still December. Baseball fans probably start caring in large part when pitchers and catchers report in February. So this is all really just kind of up in the air. But here's the thing about it. And the reason why this is so intriguing to me. Let's just say Shohei had been here. Hmm. Let's just say that he'd showed up on a podium. And let's just say that when he announced the team he wanted to go to, that three other players immediately said, I want to go there too, and it happened. There could have been real other dominoes in real time that fell, never mind the theoretical idea of who gets what money. There could have been some in-the-room momentum of, I'm picking my team right here and now. Hmm. That never really happened. And I'm not saying that that's what should have happened, but these are the kinds of things that develop and why it's different when everybody's in the same place and not just doing it via Zoom. Okay, so we're not on baseball's preferred timeline on this, but how long till the ice breaks? When do you think we'll get some actual Otani information? I think that if we get past Christmas, we'll be into February by the time this happens. Wow. That's a bit of a guess, but that's based on other signings of similar ilks. Not that anything really is of similar ilk, as we've described, but... I just don't think that this is something that's going to drag through the holiday season because if you're a private guy who doesn't want everybody in your business, this seems like the exact kind of time when you would definitely just tell people to go away. And it's not like he's at hurting for anything. It's not like anything's going to change in terms of his body, in terms of other teams that are going to be interested. You might see some more teams fall off because they're just tired of dealing with it and they have rosters to complete as well. But yeah, if this doesn't happen in the next two weeks, I don't think it's going to happen until maybe... Until next year. Clinton, thank you very much. Absolutely, Israel. Happy holidays. I'm Israel Gutierrez. This has been ESPN Daily. Our show is produced by Bruce Baldwin, Ashley Brown, Bradford Craig, Andrew Hahn, Alexander Hyacinth, Ryan Nantel, Mike Philbrick, Andres Soto, and Phoebe Untermann. Special thanks to Jackson Agello. We'll talk to you Monday.